that's the chunky. This is Kevin alongside uh, Jared, King of the Slams, and uh, James, who does not live in a hotel. <laughs> Tell the kid. Uh, or does he? Um, <laughs> because then all the other things would be lies, too. Um, we have a huge feat today which is to finish, we're going to try to finish our season two rankings. Um, we left off kind of halfway in our mm-hmm. part two. Um, I did not get any listener death threats about Calico cut pants. <laughs> I do think I got one that was like, it should be higher. What's funny is I think, I feel like I got something that was critiquing one of your opinions more too. Um, oh, no. I can't even remember. I got. I should have dug that up for some good trash talk. It's fine. I can take it. I just posted on our Instagram. I, uh, I accidentally stumbled into this clip because basically, Bill Hader's ex said he was like, well "Oh endowed. yeah, yeah." I saw. I saw the same clip. And there yeah. was a sketch on SNL where he plays a character, and like these two people are roasting all their coworkers, and, um. They roast, they like don't roast Bill Hader's character being like, go, go live a good life. You're well endowed, essentially. And then Tim Robinson comes in and basically makes Kevin Hart crack the fuck up, which I've never (laughs) seen. Um, And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll link that in the um, show notes. Um, You guys have any other before, but it's really funny. I mean, yeah. And it's just, and he, it's very low effort, Tim Robinson. I mean, he's just oh, yeah. kind of like playing this goofy old guy, but like, all right, okay, guys. You know, just kind of taking anything from them, but yes. it's pretty funny. He just has a goofy grin on his face and it just kills me. Yeah. And I have one other like um, interesting tidbit, but it'll actually work into what we're talking about tonight. So, oh man, I'll wait for that sketch. Um, you know, one thing you don't do anymore, and maybe it's just you're just too busy is you don't do the poll like where you try to make me guess what the Reddit <laughs> users pick. Well, um, all right. I'll I, do I it. I missed that. I missed I'll it. do it next time. Yeah. I think we just have so much content now, <laughs> a- allegedly <laughs> in our minds. Um, but yeah, that was always fun. That was a good way um, to set off. I know I might go listen to episode two uh, at some point soon. It's a great all podcast. Right. That's a chunky. Never <laughs> was uploaded this morning. Anyway, um, so Jared, yeah, I have listed my uh number fifteen sketch, which is the um you know middling calico cut pants. <laughs> Nobody really cares for the sketch at all, <laughs> um, except for maybe you. But um, well, we're gonna get. Can okay, I interject on calico because I you feel must. like this is gonna be our discussion. I was so unprepared to talk about it last time that I didn't even think about the batteries, uh, and I'm yeah. ashamed by that because the batteries is arguably the fun, the funniest part of the whole thing. I agree. Um, I think it's really funny. It's so funny. I mean, yeah. like the fact that he, like the whole origin of him pissing himself, is that he's so upset <laughs> that his wife keeps going to the hospital because she's eating batteries. Is amazing. Watch batteries. Not even like regular. It, it's it's amazing. <laughs> So I'm I'm still upset that I missed that. The other correction, I and this is like several pods ago, I think, 
Okay. Is I made the I made the representation that every key figure on the Detroiters or Detroiters was in the show, and I said the old lady, the receptionist, was his mom in the Ghost Tour sketch. I do not think that is true. <laughs> I think it's a completely uh, different woman. Okay. Uh, I need I need to apologize to both actresses because I just um, I think I'm on of, the wrong path. You can only see her very, very briefly. But it's it's pretty apparent to me that that it's a different older lady that plays. Yeah, speaking of Detroiters, uh, they do feature Andre Bilou, who somehow on a twenty-five sketch um, season, you had it ranked number one hundred. That's not true. That's not true. It was number twenty-four. Okay, that. everyone knows that. I love Andre Bilou. Uh He's a great guest. Um, I, I'm not going to respond any further to that issue. So thank you. All right. I'm just going to say this out loud. James, we currently can't see you, but I think we're going to start talking and see if um, your issues resolve. A little behind-the-scenes action for the listeners. <laughs> That's a junkie. Um, James, say if you're there. Oh, God. I don't think he's there. Should, maybe we should wait. Can, can no, he's anywhere? back. He's back. All, All right. right. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, on that note, Jared, we're going to have you get into your number 15 sketch. It's okay. like the 15th best student at MIT. So is this – my last number 16 was the lunch meeting? Correct. Okay. I'm going Dangerous Nights at 15. Wow. Which is – it seems kind of harsh. I love sloppy steaks as much as anyone else. I think it's a great concept. I think that from like a laugh ratio, um, I just didn't laugh as much on this one. Although I love his whole shtick with the dad and the mom on the couch. And then um, the way he defines this universe of pieces of shit, which I, by the way, the phrase piece of shit is (laughs) never going to be lost on me. It is a great phrase. Um, it made it into, I think that Vans commercial or the, 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 the skateboard commercial that went viral for a brief period of time. I love the phrase piece of shit. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't. And then the, the music is cool. It just, it's uh, not like, it's really good. It's good. It it's just in my key zone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, it just, you know, the second half of it, other than them, like quick, quickly pouring water on their steaks which is hilarious as the waiter is running to them it gets just kind of like you know it's more like artsy when they're on the beach and everything so that's why i put it 15 i'm open to criticism on that All i right. probably could have knocked it up a couple spots but that's where it is i, I think everything we're talking about today is totally reasonable everywhere right. like outside of right. a couple sketches um i have it number eight i, I don't think 15 Ooh. is crazy at all okay um, wow I, I a little pushback I'll have. By the way, I did ask James when we did our music episode. Does the fact I like the song from the montage mean I'm a douchebag? Uh, <laughs> That's a fair question. But, uh, it is. It is fair. Um, I would argue that there's some parallels in this sketch and Calico Cut. What it's and, funny. That's that's my number eight. So like we both got upset. Yeah. Wow. It's upset like and the there's like eight. a yeah there's like a slow build up with some really yeah. good jokes in the build up. Right. For like a payoff at the end, um, I I think the montage is like really amazing. 
I think the yeah. way it's shot, what's included in it, the interactions of like everybody. I, I think it's like, uh, I don't think it's the best minute of season two, but I think it's like on a short list of like hmm. five to 10. Um, again, I think it's totally reasonable, your ranking. Um, there's a lot of funny, like repeatable stuff in here from yeah. like piece of shit. Um, the characteristics of a piece of shit, slick yeah. back hair, white bathing suit, and so on. And then the grandfather's <laughs> version. So that there was like yeah. a different <laughs> amount or the fa- whatever the father. Um, w- the baby, him worrying that the baby thinks people can't change <laughs> is just fucking crazy. Um, also, the- event meredith is acting weird because she thinks that he cares (laughs) that the baby thinks people can change yeah um the the little blue dolphin rob ravani that thing is funny one of the funniest like line readings of the season um you know, just the whole thing where, like, they say no sloppy steaks, but they can't stop you from ordering. And then, like, they show in the montage, the guy's like, hey, guys, no sloppy steaks. <laughs> um, underrated is somehow they found a baby with, like, a head roughly the size of a dwarf planet. I don't know. I don't know how you do that. Um, but, yeah, I love the montage. I think um, I wonder... I think Ezra Koenig probably had like that song lying around and Tim probably, yeah. figured out what he could do with it, but it's just like really good. Um, there's no way those dudes wouldn't love that song. Um, but again, I, I, I totally get why you would put that 15. Um, I just had to put a number eight, James, give us your uh, yeah. thoughts. Well, I can, I can totally understand where you guys are coming from on it. Especially I think the, the pre-montage part at the uh, baby shower, I guess. Um, or I don't know. Yeah, it's a baby yeah, shower, right? Or is it a birthday? Shower. I think it, it I is think a baby shower. Yeah. Well, she had yeah, the baby, another one. right? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, that part was slow for me to really, like, uh, fully fall in love with. I mean, there's definitely like some parts that, in that that were funny from the first watch, but some of those uh, things about like his, you know, uh, like I don't give a rat's ass about, <laughs> you know, whatever, like people thinking I'm a piece of shit. And so some of those like kind of were a slow burn. Um, but I have always thought that the whole sloppy sticks sequence and flashback was great. Um, and I will say, I mean, this one is one of the most referenced and memed ones. Yeah. And when I did the tournament of sketches across both seasons, this was in the final round and uh, only lost to Brian's hat. So wow. I think you guys having it like, you know, yeah. significantly lower than the fan vote is... You know, not crazy, but death threats. You you may yeah, you may get some pitchforks t- outside I, of your I, I welcome homes. them. Yeah. My list is amazing. <laughs> I have I have no fears. Um all right. Um my number fourteen, as long as we think we've talked enough about it, 
I think we we feel good. So my number fourteen we already talked about is Tammy Craps. Um, mm, that's a high ranking for Tammy Craps. I think it's yeah. a pretty awesome sketch. Um, I I think it's one of the there's also there's some real subtle like commentaries in season yeah. two. Um, obviously this one on the toy industry, it's like to make a toy that's unique, it has to be ridiculous. Um, this is where I'll tell my story though. I watched this um movie on netflix called the gray man the other day Mm. um which features billy bob thornton the basis for detective crashmore um (laughs) billy bob thornton's niece in the movie is the girl from the tammy craft sketch what and that's just you know that's like that's some cosmic gumbo right there (laughs) that is cosmic gumbo um and she's featured prominently like she um might be like the third most important person in the movie. Um, and just like the whole time, I just like, like can't, I can't stop thinking of her saying like, bye hun. Um, and, uh, you know, 60 LBs and five Macanudos. Um, so she must have done that movie before recording Tammy Craps, right? I, I think it, I think Netflix is churning out some movies yeah, pretty they do quickly. Um, it's a really good question. Um, yeah, she, I, I saw that movie. I think she she looked a little bit older in that movie than in Tammy oh. Craps, I thought. So it might have been more recent um, yeah. or maybe around the same time. But I, I will say of that movie, you know, I thought it was a cosmic mix of the action of the 90s combined <laughs> with the exploitation <laughs> films of the 70s, but with modern touches. It's hyper violent, but it knows what it is. It's a little bit Tarantino. It's a little bit Michael Mann. Uh, it's, it's kind of a cosmic gumbo. It really almost moves is. to the beat of, of jazz. Really, well I don't know, done. That was what I thought of it. Well done. It really is. I've got to check it out. I mean, God. that's that's strong praise. Um, I I just also want to throw out before we move on that I can't believe like in this world of moral outrage that they were allowed to shoot the final scene of Tammy Krabs where it's just her like sniffing the cigar and the being cigar. like, yeah, she's like, oh, what? Nine-year-old girl talking about how good it is to smoke cigars. I'm like, if, if a kid just like accidentally saw this, like I grew up in a neighborhood where like I've seen a nine-year-old kid smoke a cigarette. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it just doesn't seem... Nice job, Tim, getting that through the 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 uh, what do they that, call us? The censors. That didn't even phase me at all. By the way, I, I don't know. I like I, I did not see any problem with that. But. I mean, yeah, because you smoked when you were nine. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a good way all to right. decompress. <laughs> yeah, it really is. All right, so we can go right to your number fourteen. Don't fuck it up, Jared. For real. Um, it scares me a little. I thought about swapping it with my 13, but I'm just going to keep it. Uh, I'm going to go Little Buff Boys, okay? And so I I was down on this sketch right off the bat because of a couple reasons, which I've said before, which are I put um, uh, Sam on such a pedestal that, like, his talent I thought might have been a little wasted on this. Now, I'll talk about where I am now on the sketch. Um, and also, it seemed a lot like, the baby of the year, um, which was Sam's big hit in, in season one. And I, I don't know. I just expected more from it. I think when I first watched it, but you, Deuce, you kept telling me like the writing and it's really good. Like, listen to the words they're saying. 
uh, which is very good <laughs> advice. Um, <laughs> and, crunching. But th- there are a lot of memorable uh, quotes in it. Like, I, Carve of Beef, um, who's carved up. <laughs> who's I've actually, Carve of Beef? I, I've, ca- I'm like, some of my male friends, like, when they, like, if they look like they've been wearing, I'm like, you look like a Carve of Beef. And they're like, what? Um, <laughs> And then uh, Goose Suit, the old circus term, which, by the way, I did some Googling on that. I don't think that's true. I think that's just made up. <laughs> no, he, he made that up. <laughs> that's the genius of Sam. It's believable enough that I was like, okay, I can buy that it's an old circus term. Um, it's funny when you type it in Google, it's like you say Goose Suit, and then it immediately is populated with old circus term. So you know that <laughs> it's just all like, I think you should leave people. Um yeah, I, and then, like, I, I, I kind of like the setting of it, of just these, like, boring corporate, like, conferences, because I've been to some of these before, and usually it's, like, kind of an inspirational speaker that comes in that's embarrassing, or they do some sort of musical bit, um, kind of like the opening musical bit in the show, where they demand her hat back, which I think is also hilarious. Crap. Like, we need the hat, we, we need the hat back. <laughs> um, but, I, yeah, the lines of it are funny, um, the, the discomfort of the boss, like, trying to just get out of there and, like, not wanting to go up. Um, and then Sam's lines are really freaking funny. Like, well, look at that we brick. Pause? Yeah, go Can ahead. we pause for a second? He is – this This is a – in my – I've when I, once I figured out that some of these sketches were actually, like, social commentaries, yeah. this is about child beauty pageants, right? Yeah. And it's, yeah. like – you're. Yeah adults are saying like that child is beautiful and so in this one he's flipped it it's boys and instead of saying like they're beautiful you're saying like they've got the best body yeah and the guy very wisely (laughs) is like no i'm not doing that (laughs) but sam is just like keeps being like these slippery ways of being like you gotta pick and like um yeah yeah, that's that's a great point really also he says it's um George X is the name of the company, which makes oh. me think of SpaceX. Is this supposed to be Tesla? Oh, because this could wow. be Vinod's go-to sketch if it is. <laughs> and he did compete in Little Buff Boys as a child, so that's yeah. That this, this is his sketch in more ways than one. <laughs> does he does he own his own Little Buff Boys franchise now? <laughs> Pretty much. Goose suit. Sam says it like that. The one line I I, I watched this one yesterday or the day before when I was doing like a little uh, background research, and I love the one like I think he calls a kid a brick shit house, and then (laughs) and then proceeds to say you must be dumb as shit, like he says like you must be dumb as shit or something like that. He says, "Uh, look at this little brick shit house. Look at the old meathead. You're dumb as bricks, ain't (laughs) you?" Which is like. I mean, he's like, he's generally building the kids up, but that was a pretty brutal assault on that poor kid. Probably, also, I, feel, I feel bad for just because he, he won, but then was denied yeah. the, the title. Um, he also says we goose him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, put your warm hands together. I don't know why that's... <laughs> so good my wife was telling me recently she read some sort of i think it was even like one of those like domois like the unsubstantiated rumors and the rumor i think it was like sam richardson is the funniest person of all time like it was like literally like people saying like no this dude is the funniest guy ever um 
Yeah. No, I think the sketch is, um, it's a little weird. It's off kilter. Your brain yeah. wants to compare it to baby of the year. It's right. not as good as baby of the year. Right. Um, I do think the song is really funny. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I could just like, I think I could, I want to say I could watch Sam like do anything. Although he's like the national spokesman for some ad recently. And I feel like the ads are kind of bland and not that funny. Oh. I'll have to get some, well, they're, gotta, they're fine. He's got to put food on his table. I mean, you got, Oh, I don't food. blame him. If yeah. you direct something with Sam in it, that's not funny. Like you kind of fucked up. Yeah. It's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's not his fault. Um, James, thoughts on Little Buff Boys? Yeah, I think I my thoughts are similar to what you guys have said already, although I will say I even just uh, last episode when we were talking about the music of the show, um, I feel like you convinced me a little bit to like uh, raise this one up in my internal rankings just because... I feel like the song yes. is is better than I had given it credit for, and there's like a little <laughs> bit of you know differentiating from the uh, the baby of the year that is is pretty good. There's there's good details in this one that I feel like I hadn't fully you know internalized and appreciated. Um, so I, yeah, this is a great one. It's I think the troll boy uh, thing is sort of probably the most like lasting um yeah. memeable and referenced uh part of it for sure but um goose suit is up there too any anytime there's like a uh like person in a muscle suit or person who's like yeah, overly strong or like a little kid there's like a child bodybuilder that every like I week or that so kid. someone will send me a picture of that kid and say they goose him a little bit um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um, it's, also it's, it's, it's good i had it ranked number 12 so we had like total consensus there oh, um right. well, there was a yeah. lot of drama build up to that but yeah we got I, in the same place i could have put it higher like my like 12 to 8 is like kind of yeah. all could have been anything but um yeah no i feel good about where that was all right so number 13 I put a sketch with which, um, weirdly, when I was watching it, like, a few months ago, it was cracking me up more than any other sketch for a little while. It's kind of, like, toned down a little for me. Um, it's just a sketch I'm really inconsistent on, but sometimes it kills me, and sometimes I'm kind of like, ah, okay. Um, Mars Restaurant is my number 13. Mm-hmm. Um where you have, oh, you had that 18, 18 Jared. Yeah. So yeah, we already talked about it a little bit. Um, I just want to see if I had any uh, additional notes on it. I saw one theory. I can't remember where it came up where somebody was like, I bet Tim is doing the voice on the wall um, oh, and not yeah, the maybe. kid, but I kind of watch it. I actually, I actually think it's the young guy doing it. Um, I, I just really like the casting of, of, uh, I mean, obviously, I love Tim Heidecker uh, in it, but also uh, the woman is just amazing. I don't, I don't know if she's ever watched. I think you should leave. Um, <laughs> but she does a great job. Um, and I'll just, since we already talked about it, we can move on. But I'll, I'll quickly throw out the line: "Who the fuck are you? I'm that." 
Um, <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's just like such a Tim Robinson like writing line. Um, so I uh, by Marcy. the way, I, I just yeah. have a brief story on Tim Heidecker because <laughs> okay. my wife is adamant that one of our um, one of my former coworkers' wife is his sister. And okay. I'm just like, no, she is not Tim Heidecker's sister. <laughs> and I get and, and like it's led to a lot of conflict where they she keeps forwarding me like she's Facebook friends with the with the wife and like she's like, see, she's promoting this Tim Heidecker show. And I think Tim Heidecker is producing a show that's coming out with two guys in it. And it, it it's like a kind of like a sketchish reality show. And I think her brother is one of the main guys in the show. But right. it's not it's not Tim Heidecker. But but there's a constant dispute in my house as to whether because she keeps saying, well, you can get him on the podcast. I'm like, Tim Heidecker. And then I was Googling like Tim Heidecker's oh sister. God. And he does have a sister. It is not this woman. Um, <laughs> but um, but I, apparently my friend's wife's brother is on a show that Tim Heidecker is doing. OK, possibly with Eric Warheim. So I, I don't know. It, I, I haven't done enough to like dig into the show. I just want to disprove that she is Tim Heidecker's little sister. Um, so I'm I'm sold. I I believe your wife um, that it is. Um, but I I do want to throw out that um, Smirnoff gave Tim and Eric and Zach Galifianakis a bunch of money and full creative control to do an ad campaign. What? If I if I remember right, it starts kind of semi normalish, and the last one is maybe the craziest thing I've ever seen. Oh, Not for any like this. weird reason. Yeah, it's worth a watch. Those guys are, you know, n- not all of it's going to be between for two, everybody. Between two ferns, is oh my funny. god, it's, it's so funny. It, I totally agree. It's he's so good at that. Like yeah, I, yeah. There's also an SNL sketch where like he interviews kids. And I think oh, he I pretends to be dumb. And I think he asked the kid if Usher is Justin Bieber's grandfather or something. And, uh, <laughs> the kid might say, yeah, I, it's way off. But yeah, that dude's very great at improv. Oh, I got to see this ad campaign. Smirnoff. <sighs> yeah, Smirnoff. I feel like Maybe I've heard like of that, that, but I've never watched it myself. That's, that's an, an undertaking I needed to make sure. I'm, I'm going to link it. I'm going to link it. Um, Jared, we're at your number thirteen. We're getting up there. Don't All right, fuck I up. Th- I th- I thought about swapping this down to fourteen. It's kind of a dinky little sketch, but it just it sticks with me a lot. It's parking lot. Um, which I don't. Did you rank that already? I feel like it would have been lower on your list. Um, yeah, you know, I had it eighteen. Okay, so we're but I really like it. Yeah, it's just kind of like. It's one of those things where it's like, uh, there's not, it's like when in the Olympics, somebody does kind of like a moderately hard dive, or (laughs) but they absolutely nail it. You know what I mean? It's like, there's not a lot to it. It's just great. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I I just love, I I mean, I love the, I don't know what any of this shit does and I'm fucking scared. I mean, that's (laughs) like, that's the money line. And Uh I think about this sometimes like at work, if I'm like caught on something, I feel like saying that. Of course, I'm sitting in my home office. And I never am around anyone to say it. Um, but I just love, like, I, I, I love the concept of a guy, a grown man in a minivan who doesn't know how to drive. 
It's because everyone's it's like it's. I feel like it's a riff off of the. Do you even know how to drive? Like the, the common yeah. like thing people yell in traffic, and yeah. it's just like they took that and they're like, "Let's fuck around with this," and it's it's funny. And then you know that this guy yells and like, um, the where he yeah. goes with it on that on the job interview. I, it's just yeah. it it hits on some like things that happen in day-to-day life that you don't think about a lot and then but it's done in a really funny way and i just i i have a soft spot for it yeah it's a riser for me like i i like it more and more every time i watch it um so i know we talked about it before but james i want to give you a chance yeah i yeah i would just say the same it's it's like simple perfectly executed has some memorable lines and like <laughs> clips that you know are very repeatable or memeable or just like good to to ad- very adaptable um you know the I, I i i this the the line about like what if you get to where you're going and it's a job interview and i can <laughs> yeah, so good it's like it's I like i'm not going to a job interview <laughs> <laughs> you could be a year from now <laughs> everyone's saying like that guy's great and i'm like oh oh, wait a minute that guy yells (laughs) um i I, I I love tim crying too tim crying is great yeah anytime i feel like the job interview thing is like sort of a little bit of a uh uh contrived trope thing that i yeah you like yeah we'll see and like it's like one of those stories that's like a you know forwards email forwards from your grandma or whatever um (laughs) And but I like that he's grasping at that as like a justification for why this guy should like you know not yell at him as as if it's a plausible thing that could happen. All right, we're gonna we're gonna sneak in one more. So we did my number twelve, which was Little Buff Boys. We already talked about. So Jared, we're up to Ooh. your number twelve. All right, we're hitting the territory now where it's just all star material. Um, we are. I went stable of stars. Oh, so. Um, this, I, this, it's kind of like, and I'm trying to, if we had to categorize sketches, I mean, it's, it's just a, like, paradigm shifting type sketch where it's just like, you have this collection of like, older, like, senile men that you like, go around with, and there's different rules for them. And it's, there's different price points. And it's like, it's just like a, I don't know. I don't know how they thought of this. I mean, I I guess they started with an idea of an impersonator and then they were like, well, wait a minute. What if they're crazy? And what if they're old and they start hitting people? Uh, But the first, like the first watch when he hits that guy, um, it is so (laughs) fucking like, you don't see it coming. It's fucking crazy. Um, Cause it's like a very lighthearted thing, you know, just to see like, Oh, like, look, they got a Johnny Carson impersonator. And then he's like, not that close to looking like Johnny Carson. <laughs> I mean, you can kind of tell what that they were trying that, but um, I, I don't know. I just, and then I, I think we talked about this. I like the subtle digs of the neighborhood um, that, that Tim throws in, um, which I think are hilarious. There's nothing cute. Yeah. <laughs> I, no I think the, I think the beginning of this sketch was, um, them poking fun at how everything has like price levels now yeah it's like as you know i recently flew and like we were getting these emails that were like you are not allowed to check a bag yeah right it's like (laughs) okay man cool like (laughs) whatever (laughs) you know like um which is literally the like 
flying version of they're allowed to hit. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I flew Spirit Airlines recently, oh. and I kept getting hit by the flight attendants because I didn't pay the extra five dollars. <laughs> yeah. That has got to be that is going to be the airline where they can't pay. <laughs> like for five dollars more, we will put a second engine on the plane. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, I know we talked a little bit about Stable of Stars as well because yeah, I had it ranked. Yeah, you had it That's lower. definitely our biggest disagreement. Um, but again, it's like MI, all MIT students, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, yeah. James, do you have anything to throw in on? Uh... No, I think, yeah, I feel like you guys touched on it. I mean, I yeah, the I, the the I feel like there's a little bit of poking fun at the sort of irony poisoned millennial like yeah or maybe it's like i don't know gen z i don't know what age those i feel like they're millennials but we're yeah, like I would go millennial the, yeah the, the gift is sort of like an ironic gift but like to the extreme of buying this cheap celebrity impersonator <laughs> and so it's a little bit is like poking fun at that kind of style of like person and like you know overly hip uh irony poisoned humor where they like think it's really clever um but yeah i mean the sketch is is great all around though what how, do you guys interpret the the business stable of stars as a form of torture for these these um, <laughs> elderly gentlemen or is it a, a good thing for them i, I, I think i can feel that there's like all there's a ton of people who um like have to work in their seven like yeah working is so ingrained in them um in fact again i'm not going to give away what it is but i work in an industry where uh there's like a scary stat about people retiring and immediately dying like immediately yeah, yeah. um so like yeah i mean like i went to like an amusement park recently and there was this guy working there super cool guy i ended up talking with and he was just like yeah i just come down here like it's fun for me to get out of the house for a few hours a day I was like, yeah, I get that. Totally get it. I'm just you're, hoping we're like you're on the like good thing side of this. Then, like you think, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, those guys are having they're having fun. <laughs> yeah, they're going just, to a they're, party. All right, I feel better. Yeah, okay. They're yeah. retired, and it's just their way of getting out of the house and you know feeling like they're active, hitting okay. people. Some people. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. A little extra money for the uh, golf course or whatever. I mean, yeah. we're gonna have podcasting, so like. We're doing like uh, rehashing like baby of the year in like 2072, and people are gonna be like, "What are these guys talking about? <laughs> um, was that on was that on two dimensional TV or what? yeah?" I know. yeah. Um, all right, I think we're at the point where we take like a two minute break. Yep. Um, now we're getting into some heavy hitters. I might, I don't know. I think when we come back, and this will be coming back from commercial since we have a sponsor, um, our friends at Swayzine, um, I, I might have a death threat one again. Oh. But we're, yeah. we're top 11. Like, it's that hot of a take, right? I'm a little nervous yeah, about you putting my number one, because I'm, I'm, I'm all in on my new number one. I'm just worried that you're going to rank it really low, but we'll see. We'll see. I think I think I know what your number one is. If I had to guess, and I think it's my, but I could be wrong. 
Okay. All right. That's a chunky has always been supported by the Etsy shop of Swayzine, S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. In the past, you've seen his amazing motivational posters, his um, At the Nighthawks Diner featuring characters from I Think You Should Leave. Uh, You also know his vintage jazz posters of Paul Bufano, Marcus the Worm Hicks, and Mookie Kramer. Um, Swayzine has a ton of new items in his shop. We wanted to let you guys know about um, those three jazz posters have been turned into uh, attractive t-shirts. The Marcus Hicks in blue, the Mookie Kramer in green, Paul Bufano in white. He has a uh, very affordable uh, Bozo the Clown clown pewter sticker that you can put on your computer. Um, there is a Baby of the Year bib and onesie. Uh, he has Angels and Archways t-shirts, um, as well as uh, two new posters, one featuring Dangerous Nights, um, which is being framed and put on my wall, and an amazing portrait of uh, Brian from the uh, hat sketch, the insider trading sketch. Um, but the whole point of me re-recording this ad was to tell you about maybe the most innovative I think you should leave product I've seen in my time doing this podcast, which is actual Dan Flash's shirts. So this isn't like a t-shirt that says Dan Flash on the front. This is a short or a short sleeve polo or a long sleeve uh, collared shirt that has the pattern Tim Robinson is wearing in the Dan Flash's sketch, uh, affordably placed at $30. I know when I went um, to the Dan Flash's stores at the Creeks, I spent $800 out out the door and um, didn't eat for a long time, uh, saving my per diem. Um, But if you go to etsy.com slash shop slash Swayzine, again, Swayzine is S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E, um, you can own these shirts yourself. Um, and we want to thank uh, Reggie from Swayzine for his support of That's a Chunky. Mm-hmm.